Viewpoint, weekdays, 8 to 10 p.m. on SAFM. The Viewpoint. Weekdays, 8 to 10 p.m. Song is on my bed on SAFM.
Good evening, South Africa. SAFM Viewpoint leading the conversation. We are in conversation with, as you might imagine, the economic freedom fighters. And with me joining us this evening is the chairperson, Advocate Dalimbofu, senior counsel. But before we do that, because we really don't want interruptions, we have to go to the shop. SAFM, let's talk. Songhez Omapete on the viewpoint. That's the first SMS that has come through. And I would imagine a song like that is certainly going to bring back some emotions. Very painful for some, very revolutionary for others. Advocate Dalimbo for good evening. Good evening. Good evening. Thank you so much. Let's not go there. Advocate Mbofu, you've had a long day today. Even yesterday, how's the body feeling and the body, not just yours, that of the movement with a 27-day countdown to go before quite easily the country's biggest national election? Yeah, well, the body is feeling agile and uh, the organization uh, has now moved into a particular gear. We call this the Teller 2 phase of our election. The countdown, the last uh, 30 days, yeah, we are literally everywhere. I don't even know where I wake up, or where I sleep, and uh, all our leadership is all over the country. Our ground forces are pounding and knocking on doors. Yeah, this is it. This is it. Um, um, this is a fir- for the first time in South Africa since uh, democracy. Nobody actually knows what the outcome of the really? ele- election is going to be. Do you believe that? I do. And neither do you know. You might think you know, but you don't. I can tell you there's uh, something coming. Uh, what? What's coming? I'll talk to me. Call me on the 10th of May. And no, I, I want to see whether or not your prediction will be consistent with what you say. Well, my prediction is that uh, there's going to be a seismic shift in the in the power dynamics. Um, reminiscent of what happened in 2016, I think that was just a dress rehearsal um, where, you know, there was a, an irreversible shift uh, in, 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 in the power dynamics of this country. And, um, you know, when history is written in the end, the ten, one of the turning points will be uh, what happened in 2016 where we took power directly from the ruling party. Advocate Mbofu, let's, before we get into election 2019 season, let's oh. just move back. Uh, sure. Draw a picture of us of the last six, seven years of the EFF's oh. existence. I mean, 2012, we know what was going on. Oh. Former ANC members being oh. trialed, oh. some say persecuted. Yeah. You were at the coalface of all of that. You oh. represented their interests. Oh. The outcomes were not favorable. Oh. Some moments later, some months later, we hear for the first time economic freedom fighters. Oh. You have been a colliery of that throughout. Mm. Tell us at least up to and including the first general election for the EFF. Okay. Well, thank you. You've done your research because the story does actually start in around about 2011. I see. Um, when the ANC Youth League goes to its uh, uh, conference, national conference, and it is in that conference, really, of the Youth League, where it it adopted um, radical policies. 
The Youth League in 2011, June, adopted, among others, the policy of uh, land expropriation without compensation, um, nationalization of mines, uh, those kinds of, of policies. <coughs> and to cut a long story short, you're quite right, the persecution of the Youth League was because of those policies. And uh, the expulsions of the Youth League leadership were partly because of those policies. Uh, fast forward 2012, when um, the panel chaired by Cyril Ramaphosa then expelled the Youth League, basically, and liquidated the Youth League um, at the behest. There, Ramaphosa was obviously doing the bidding for Jacob Zuma, um, and uh, they, they uh, you know, uh, uh, maybe one day I'll write a book. It was a joke. It was a joke uh, because I had the vintage point. As you know, it was a, 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 a confidential process. Granted. Um, but I can tell you now that there was no other. It was just a political persecution. Anyway, the youth league leaders then um, uh, had hoped that their matter would be raised in the Mangawong conference in 2012, which it was not raised really. Uh, the Secretary General then Kwedemangtashe just, just obfuscated the issue. So by 2013, the question then came, what is to be done? Uh, who's asking that question? What, who's asking those, that question, I suppose, are the people uh, who, who were uh, part of uh, coming up with those radical policies that yes. I've referred to, yes. and those people like me who agreed with them. Because the ANC is, is usually called euphemistically a broad church, so you have people who hold uh, radical views in there, and then you have uh, liberals and all sorts of, of people. Um, so I think for the first time now, the, the ANC is actually in the hands of its most liberal wing. I mean, there's basically no difference between the ANC and the DA now uh, in terms of, of uh, if you analyze it properly. But um, so what then happened is, Sorry to interrupt. Mm. To the extent that there were these different views and questions being asked, what you are saying, or at least what I'm understanding you say, is it was not just a youth segment of the ANC, mm. but there were, like yourself, senior members of the party who, to that extent, were agreeing with some of the radicalization oh, of the party. Absolutely, absolutely. You know, what actually happened is I think the, the danger sign for, for the uh, liberal side of the ANC was the National General Council of the ANC which uh, actually then agreed with the, I mean, the economic uh, com commission uh, of that tr economic transformation was so full because it was really a battle. 2010 now. To, yes, it was a battle. And the, the Youth League actually succeeded with uh, convincing the, the, the senior ANC, if you yes. like, uh, yes. to, 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 to respond to you. And um, it, it was in that conference that the the resolution on nationalization was actually taken. So it became clear that there's a swing of the ANC itself in favor of the radical policies. So this was a way of trying to pull it back by the likes of uh, Zuma and Ramaphosa and the others, uh, Trevor Manuel, some of the people who sat in the, in the National Disciplinary um, Appeals Committee with those, with those types of people. Um, so it, it was a question of do we then say, okay, well, the, the, they've succeeded to liquidate the youth league and therefore those policies must be forgotten? Or do we find another platform? 
uh, to, to, to push the country away from its uh, neoliberal path, which then happened. <clears throat> uh, as you, to, again, to fast forward, to fast forward um, we had um, uh, uh, in, on the 26th of June of, of, of July 2013, mm. <clears throat> the EFF was then formed. Um, and um, to come to directly to your question, you know that within before a year was out, uh, we had to face a, a national general election within a year of within its a year funding, of, of yes. its finding. Yeah, before the first anniversary. Sure. Um, so that was quite a daunting task, I must say. Firstly, you have a new baby, unknown quantity, and uh, everything is interim. Yeah, everything's interim. Even the leadership is interim. Uh, remember, our first elected leadership actually was elected in, in December, only year. in December of, of that year. Yeah. Um, so everything is interim. Everything is, um, you know, new, no track record. Uh, the only real thing we have is our message, uh, which resonates with our people. So I was saying today, actually, in another interview that, quite frankly, it was um, a, a big, a pleasant surprise, of course, that more than a million people trusted, trusted, us, trusted us with their vote in that election. So clearly we expect now that we do have a track record that it will be much more than that. It was 1,169,259 people, less than a year forming. Yeah. That's the EFF chairperson, advocate Dalim Bofu. <laughs> We're going to take a quick ad break before we go to our callers. Give us a call, 0891-104-207. This is SAFM Viewpoint with Songa Zomabekwe leading the conversation. Nothing conventional on the viewpoint. Songa Zomabekwe on the viewpoint. We're back live on air with advocate Dalim Bofu, the chairperson of the Economic Freedom Fighters. He's a politician. He's a business person. He's a media man. This was once his office some time ago, 10 years ago and some. Then he went back to business. Business, of course, for him is law. And he's flirting very closely with being a politician and a politician only. Advocate Dalimbofo, thank you so much for joining us. Thank you so much. We are now looking at elections 2014. And there's a strong anti-Zuma campaign in the election of both the DA and the EFF. Mm. But the real kid who really walked away with that, given the fact that the numbers certainly tell to that extent, mm. is the EFF. Yes. They walk away <clears throat> with, what, 23, 25 seats mm. in their first national general election, mm-hmm. and they had less than a year yeah. to do all of that. <clears throat> Correct. Set up structures politically, mm. nationally, mm. campaign, mm. funding, all of mm. that. That is, in many respects, a success story. Never mind anything else that yeah. is periphery to that. That is a success story. Look, you can't, you can't even imagine how much of a success story is. Add to that the fact that we then get representation in all nine legislatures. Uh, so that gives you another story. This is not a geographically based uh, provincial party. It has a national footprint, very important for us that we had votes across the country, even if it was one vote or two votes and so on. But the point of the matter is that we had a national footprint. You resonated. Yes. Um, And then, of course, you become uh, official opposition in two provinces, uh, nearly three. And that also is important because it means you've now defeated uh, some of, of the parties that have been long established. So that pedigree and that uh, platform, I think, really 
is what created what what was to follow in 2016, which was another big surprise. I mean, the the 2014 surprise was the, the mere fact that we we got so many votes uh, across the country. When it, you say surprise, were you not anticipating as much as no, that? we were, we were. But I'm just saying that uh, pleasant surprise. That's why I call it that. The you know, for example, the the, the national footprint. I, I would, if you had asked me, I probably would have said, look, if we didn't get any representation in one or two provinces, I would have still been happy. But to get it in all nine uh, provinces was was quite phenomenal. 2016 is another story. That one, I think, is where the the real turning point in the politics of this country is 2016. We'll get to 2016. Yeah. But not long after the EFF was in Parliament, Mm. the realities of politics Mm -hmm. and public service came through. I remember the first public showing of the EFF in Mm. Parliament, they Mm. rejected, if you will, Mm. or repelled the trappings of being a member of parliament Mm -hmm. by specifically going, if I recall correctly, by going to a taxi rank and having the meal that typically the working class would have. Mm -hmm. They were clad like the working Mm -hmm. class. Mm -hmm. Somewhat things have changed a bit, haven't they? Mm. No, no, there was no meal. Uh, There was, Putali. No, 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 no. no. Well, I would know if there was. Believe me. But I saw what I saw. No. Well, uh, if there were people who went to eat at a taxi rank, that's fine. Uh, um, I can't uh, deny on on their part. But there was no such program. The program we did have in 2014 was to say, for example, we said even during our campaign that we will be there representing uh, even symbolically you know the people who have been marginalized and excluded and forgotten in this so-called democracy of ours and you brought some of them to parliament we actually brought some of them in pal- to yes. parliament and they are still there even now and some of them are pl- highly placed in the list now they're, they're going to be coming back yes but more than that you know the, this thing for example the wearing of o- overalls and uh, working gear People thought it was just a, a gimmick. It was not a gimmick. You know, it was a serious matter that says, for the first time, you have a party that uh, represents the downtrodden. We would like uh, the working class to see itself somehow uh, represented there. Um, and um, it was something that uh, we, a conscious decision. Of course, uh, we were told the ANC people thought we were Palukas, you know. They said, oh, well, we'll see how, because yeah, there's a rule there that says you're not allowed to wear uh, party. <laughs> we'll upper. also talk about the rules yeah. and how they have seriously yeah. been tested. Yeah, the, that's uh, that was our first thing was to test the rules because they, I remember talking to some of the ANC people. They said, oh, yeah, you guys, you think this is a play thing you, uh, because there's this rule that you can't wear party gear in parliament. They didn't know we had studied the rules very uh, thoroughly. So, of course, what you are arrived. saying, Budali, is you are very instrumental <laughs> in directing the EFF understand that rules book in the National Assembly. That's what well, you said. But, and take it, it's credit to you. Thank you. Yeah. So, w- what we actually did was then, as you know, on day one, we arrived there wearing the EFF gear, yes. wearing the berets, wearing their hats, but we just took away the logos and they, were, they didn't know what to do. Mm. So that, mm. that, that was literally the first minute we walked in there was to test the rules. And as you say, the rest has been to... to Christoph Borta would say that is literal interpretation 
of the rules book as opposed to contextual mm? no. or purposive even. <laughs> no, it is like the, the correct interpretation, purposive interpretation, which is uh, the, 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 the thing these days. But uh, you're quite right. The, 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 the idea was to say, look, this parliament, you see the, the problem if you read uh, Franz Fanon, Mm. Fanon says that the problem with pseudo uh, freedom or, or, or liberation movements is that actually they get fooled into walking into the shoes of the of the oppressor and get uh, you know trapped into all those um, trappings yeah trappings trappings literally of the uh, of an, power. An, uh, of power and and doing the same thing i mean i always make an example look at parliament now people there's something called the mace there which is which gets put there and yes. then only then do you start your proceedings i promise you if you ask any of those uh, politicians what is this thing they don't know it's they found it there because it came from Britain, and uh, so that's what we wanted to challenge. Let me, indulge you, Let me indulge you on that, only to say this. Mm. We do want to have a conversation with the Speaker of Parliament, the outgoing mm. Speaker, certainly. She may return, we don't know. Mm. And also, just basically protocol I office. Think she's tired now. We, we, we want to have a conversation with the protocol, because mm. I think you speak at the heart of this thing. Yeah. Where is the African expression in state institutions Absolutely. and mm. symbols? Mm. You have it on good authority, me. Mm. I will have that conversation with the relevant authority. Thank you. Now, now, EFF, mm. beginning of 2015, the mm. cracks are starting to show. Mpora mm-hmm. Makatsa, Kanyisile Litfield, Chabalala, Andy Lemutam. Yes. Tell us. And, which is more, mm-hmm. their theme is consistent. Mm. Internal party dynamics, mm. this is what they say. Mm. Don't allow for free expression, mm. the contestation of ideas. Mm. In the caucus, mm. when I say caucus, I mean the EFF on mm. its own, outside mm. the glare of the public. Mm. Free expression and contestation of ideas, even mm. to authority within mm. the party. Mm. And Imali, Itlange mm. Blue, apparently. Mm. Yeah, no, look, we uh, uh, those are the the kinds of accusations that we've, we've had to face from our detractors. Let me tell you. As at that point, mm. though, they are not detractors. They are not detectors. Detractors. They are, they are uh, members of the party. No, but I'll explain to you why they're detractors. Yeah. Granted. These uh, kinds of accusations, at least insofar as they are internal, unfortunately always come from people. It's so ironic that they come from people who have actually lost out in a democratic process. And then they say there's no democracy. So the consistency in, in, in what they do, for example, in Tama goes to our conference, okay? doesn't get elected into the position that he wants uh, to occupy and then cries foul that there's no... If dem- I recall no correctly, dem- he, was, he, he was to contest and he went up and said his revolutionary consciousness doesn't allow him to stand. Yeah. There hadn't been a voters at that no. point he said that. Yeah, well, I can tell you, revolutionary conscience, conscience or not, he, he knew that he was going to lose because of the. it was clear that the, the, the show of hands there. Believe me, I was there. But the point is that... I can't believe everything all, politicians No, say. well, okay, <laughs> well, yes, that yes, then you mustn't believe that there was uh, this, this democratic uh, problem since internally. So better put that <laughs> I'm sorry, I can't do it again. <laughs> but, uh, 
no, on a serious note. Yes. Uh, so it's those kinds of accusations. Actually, what happened with the Mutalmas of this world? For, at that time, I was still the chair of the National uh, Disciplinary Committee. We literally called them into a DC process so that they could air these grievances. And they, they just did not pitch. Um, secondly, Mutama went around uh, this thing about money. I mean, for, for example, he said, look, he, he, he got somebody who worked in our office who, who does our books and managed to buy this guy to, to give him the books. And he, he got the books. So then there was this big thing, I think, in City Press that, ah, now they've got the books. That turned out to be a blessing in disguise because until today, after looking at the books, it was clear that uh, there was nothing wrong that they could find. Um, but look, wh when you have an organization, it, whether it's a political organization or a religious organization or a sporting organization, as it grows, it must experience those kinds of, of, of dynamics. Uh, it is to be expected. I mean, those of us who have been in politics, you know, I always quote this, um, uh, the, there's a comrade called Tumisani Makai, who used to say that if you belong to an organization, a political organization, and if you agree with 70% of that, of what is in that organization, then you must stay. Uh, because if you are looking for, and, and that goes for an employment, employment organization and, and so on. Yeah. So these are to be, actually it's a good thing. I mean, that, the fact that we, the organization was tested in that way so early in its life and came out in a process which the court, uh, when they went to court to challenge their, their expulsion, these uh, people, the court actually praised the, the process that had been followed by the EFF. And we learned a lot from that. Yeah. We learned a lot from that. I can tell you now, when there are disciplinary proceedings in the EFF, even today, mm. uh, the, it, it, they go back to court because that case was done, I mean, well, uh, even if I say so myself, in a very thoroughgoing way. By it senior counsel. Yes, it was the first of its kind. You, you must go and, and read, uh, and, and, and read the, the document that was produced to, to justify <coughs> why those people were expelled. And uh, it has become a reference point. So what was a lemon became a lemonade, a piece of lemonade in the sense that it is now precedent setting our structures, provincial um, uh, discipline uh, committees everywhere in the country use that as a basis. So you grow from those kinds of things. We're going to have a conversation <coughs> continuing about this theme, but let's take your calls on 891 My name is Songa Zimapetko, sitting with the EFF chairperson, Advocate Dalim Bofu from Orendal's Rus. Freistart, on said Eddie. Khoyana and Eddie Ukhanad. I'm okay. How are you, my friend? No, let me follow what you're saying. Good anki. What's it if the advocate? <laughs> Thank you very much, my brother. Indeed. Uh, you know, um, thanks that you brought in that the, uh, the national chairperson of ESS. But uh, unfortunately, I'm, I'm a member of the ANC. Unfortunately, yes. Nina? I believe in multi-party. That's what I'm saying. Uh, sure. I, thank you very much for your for your existence. Thanks, Eddie. Um, yeah. Um, I just want to ask you some few questions. Sure. I don't know whether are you not worried about Sir Ramaphosa's fame. Not that uh, now that the Zuma factor is no longer there. Uh -huh. Then the other one is, tell me what will happen after. And then I want to exaggerate this. Uh -huh. 
what will happen to, to, to you guys after a century of denial in terms of VPS? Mm. What if it will be discovered that uh, it is true that something happened, EFF had an evil hand in that? Mm. And the last point, I, I was very disappointed, I must be honest. Mm. Um, you are one of the comrades that I, I, I trust so much. But I was Thank very uh, disappointed when you um, represented Mr. Munyani, who, you know, defaced the integrity of SARS. Uh-huh. Yeah, I just want to, to get an okay. explanation on that. And yeah, thank you very much. Thank, thank you so much, Eddie. Short and sweet. Offense in Nelspreet in Bumalanga. Sabona Baba Gunja. The questions for Advocate Mbofu. Uh, I'm Advocate, how are you? Oh, okay, how are you, Offense? I'm fine, thanks. Um, I wish to ask because I can see that uh, the EFF is a growing party oh. and. Uh, people are actually having interest in it, but uh. the violence that is uh, continuing, uh. well, the other violence is not caused by the EFF members, they are being provoked. Uh. But now, what political education are you going to give to your members and the public at large? Uh-huh. Uh, even maybe perhaps, let's say you, you, you get governance, you, you, you go into the union buildings. Uh. How are you going to now going to say to your people or to your comrades or fighters now that comrades who are now no, no longer fighting we mm. need to now change the mood how are you going to change that mode sure. and the second thing is that um the cic has been in the anc i mean the your cic mm. has been in the anc for a long time and uh, many people have said a lot of things about him including his SARS cases that he eventually won uh-huh. in the previous years. But now today there's, there's still that skepticism as to whether or not this guy is um, 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 frank and, and truthful or uh-huh. he's not corrupt. How are you going to make sure that now to the, to the public at large uh-huh. to show that the EFF has got the confidence that it needs? Because, you know, people need to, 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 to have confidence in you. But Indeed. I think the problem why EFF is not getting... Uh, so much of the support is that they somehow do not have confidence in the sure, leadership sure. because of the fact that they've been in the AMC. Thanks so much, Offensive. We appreciate your call. We're going to take the last caller in Yeovil, Johannesburg. And Paul, hello, Paul. Hi. Indeed. Um, my question for Dalimpov is that we as South Africans want to remove ANC from government. Huh. Then why did the CIC say that um, uh, they will have no choice but to? going to coalition with the, with the ANC. For me, I'm just so disappointed with that statement because why would you want to go into coalition with people that you don't want in, in government? You're tired of their corruption. So why do you want to go back and give them that power? Huh. Okay. Thank you so much, Mpo. It's 20, it's 38 minutes after 20 hours. Huh. Advocate Mpofu, please respond to the last question because I want to tie the other two <coughs> questions up to follow-up questions that I will have. The so deal with Mpo question. first. Yes, huh. please. Okay. Mpo, Look, firstly, it's not true, so it's difficult to deal with something that's not true. There's no CIC who said we'll have no option but to go into coalition with the ANC. What we said is that we are in this election to win it. The question of coalitions is not determined by political parties. It's determined by you and I as voters, by the people. That's what happened in Johannesburg. That's what happened, how it happened in Tswane. That's what happened in Nelson Mandela Bay. It's the electorate that says in a particular setting, we don't trust any single party 
this time around. We're going to vote all of you. You must work out how you form a government. What we have said, which we've said consistently, and this is, was the case in 2016 as well, we said we are not going to get into any coalitions, uh, particularly around these things are usually negotiated around positions. Uh, Songhez is going to be the deputy, this, and uh, Dali is going to be this and that. We said we're not interested in that. We're interested in uh, using that vote to give power to black people, to marginalized uh, and poor people. And therefore, when we were approached, we said, we, you, you must go and look at the press conference that we did at the IEC Center. We said, we have lost the elections. Thank you very much. Goodbye. Congratulations to the ANC. We didn't say anything about uh, coalitions. When we were at our own offices, we were called, right, by Gwede Mantashe of the ANC and Musima Mane of the DA, because those were the parties that had failed to get a majority. And they said, we want to talk to you. What must we do? We said, okay. I still remember we went, I think the first meeting we had was with the ANC, and then the, in the afternoon it was with the DA. In both of those meetings, we gave them a set of demands. We said, if you do these things, we will give you our vote. We don't want your positions. We don't want anything from you. We, we will give you, so you must uh, return the land, nationalize the mines, and so on. And we gave a list, uh, have the Gupta Commission, and, and what have you. If you do those, we'll give you our vote. None of them succeeded to do that. That's why we did not enter into any coalition. It's going to be like that again and again in the, this time, in 10 years, in 100 years time. Ours is about ensuring that uh, the power that were given by our people, the vote were given, is translated into, into gains for the poor. Plenty to talk about with Advocate Dalimbofu, chairperson of the Economic Freedom Fighters. It's 19 minutes before 9, and it's time. The Department of Rural Development and Land Reform will host a national spatial development framework in Daba in Gauteng. The Indaba seeks to raise awareness regarding the national spatial development framework as a transformative tool to, the deal, to deal with the triple challenge of poverty, unemployment and inequality by bringing key stakeholders from various sectors of society together to share knowledge and exchange learning. In addition, the Indaba will, one, update... Update stakeholders on the NSDF progress. Two, share work done with regard to the development of the NSDF. Three, utilize the platform as part of the coalition process required in terms of the act. And four, solicit inputs from leaders within CBOs, NGOs, and private sector. The NSDF in Daba is scheduled to take place on Friday the 12th of April. That's tomorrow at the Gallagher Convention Center in Midrand from 10. The message was brought to you by the Department of Rural Development and Land Reform. Quite an interesting thing that we'll be talking about land reform with the EFF here, yeah? and we will most certainly get back to it right now. But quickly, we have to... <clears throat> the Viewpoint, 8 to 10 p.m. Turning conventional wisdom on its head. on SAFM. Advocate Mbofu, we had a call, Eddie, who spoke about the saga that seems to linger about VBS and EFF monies exchanging. Let me ask this question in piggybacking on that. Ukhaula says something similar to that. In fact, Ukhaula 
talks about Julius Malema and Floyd Shibambu mismanaging finances from VBS. He talks about the fact that, and I'm reading what he said on that Facebook thing of his, please, if you just bear with me. All these monies are centralized in the EFF under the control, abuse, and dictatorship of Julius Malema and Floyd Shibambu. They have made it clear that this is their organization and all of you have to come join us, not the other way around. In the EFF, there is a treasurer general called Leanne Mateis. Unfortunately, she only administers petty cash. How how, how do you reconcile what the first people who were excluded from the party to what Ukhaula is now saying about a recurring theme? 2015... It's now 2019, 2018, KVBS yeah. is a 2018. Thing. Yeah. Now, let me tell you. You see, what we have said is that, uh, as I've said, our detractors uh, want to use this question of money. There is nothing in it. Let me tell you, the uh, deputy president of the EFF, for example, yes, like me, has got absolutely nothing to do with the money. Literal. I mean, I, you know, except... When you say the money, what do you mean? With the money of the EFF. Yes. Oh, yeah, the money of the EFF, that's what we explained yesterday at our press conference. The people who are signatories to that account are uh, the president of the EFF, the Secretary General, who is effectively the CEO, and the um, uh, Treasurer General. And those people are, they don't administer petty cash, but they administer all that money, and there's core signatories. But here's what uh, the shortcut to this is the following. If they, you know, we are a registered party, bona fide registered with the IEC, we are a party in parliament. We're not just some party, you know, in some uh, uh, boot of a car. For us to receive money from the IEC and parliament, parliament which is dominated by the ANC, we have to account and open our books to those institutions. Otherwise, we wouldn't be getting money every quarter for the past five years. So you can get comfort from the fact that both the IEC and the ANC-dominated parliament is satisfied that our books are properly audited. Um, the, the VBS thing is just politicking. You know what? Uh, it, it, it's the media and certain sections of society would like you to believe that there is a linkage between the EFF and, and VBS. But let me tell you, anybody must tell me, go and look at the VBS report. Mm. If you hear, see the words EFF there, or the words Floyd Shivambu, or the words Julius Malema there, I'll give you a hundred billion rand. No, you, you will not get you won't get that where do you get 100 billion from it? well that's a figure of speech <laughs> but so that's the point let me tell you what vbs is about vbs the vbs scandal is about this it is about taking monies from municipalities uh, hard earned monies from ratepayers and then depositing them in a bank that is um, for people to get kickbacks. Inconsistent now, with the MFMA. Inconsistent with the MFMA. Now, the only people, person or party that is capable of doing that uh, is the ANC because those are only ANC-led municipalities that deposited that money there. So I always say to people, look, let's assume for a minute, assume me or Floyd or whoever it is took money from VBS. For, for for argument's sake, that that would have that would just be I must just go to jail because I stole money from VBS. But that has nothing to do with 
the corruption of what the VBS scandal is about, which is uh, fleecing municipalities. We don't control any municipality. So if someone from VBS, if I knew a songwriter working at VBS and they gave me a deal to do a car, uh, to buy a car, that's a, a, a problem, a criminal issue which must be dealt with. But do not confuse that with the corruption of taking money off the people, which is what the ANC has done uh, as far as VBS is concerned. And I think that's where this confusion comes. It could be a conflation of issues here. You're talking about public monies going to VBS. I accept that for every argument you've advanced Mm -hmm. and that there's no dispute there. Hmm. But Uchawula says, when I rose to raise my views, I argued that whilst we appreciate to be taken into confidence about the VBS money by the leadership, It would have been better that we were taken into confidence prior to the acquisition of VBS money, not after. Implicit in that, the money moved from VBS Mm. to the alleged individuals, being the president and his deputy. No, no, no. No, no, no. no. What I'm saying is that is what is being alleged by Khaula. No, but... This but is, but the, how can that be correct? Because even the accusation that we were dealing with didn't say that. How could how, it can trans, it can now graduate into something else? The only accusation we ever faced about VBS was that Floyd's brother, not Floyd, yes, right? Yes. Floyd's brother was a, a recipient of VBS money. It is still Did not he? clear. Well, he says he was a recipient. He says uh, he he did uh, some business with them or whatever. But the point is that, so what? If Floyd's brother was a married man with his own family and and so on, you know, you get that point. I know where you're going. So that's fine. So all that happened is that everyone has been fooled as a like a bull with a red rag. The only thing is that there was the surname Shivambu. And then everyone got into a, a frenzy and forgot to look at the facts of what it is that even the accusation itself, as I say, has got nothing to do with the corruption, the rampant corruption, which was uh, led by the ANC within VBS, which is about municipalities. If the EFF controlled a municipality, in other words, what would be the kickback for? That's a, somebody from uh, VBS gives me money. Or, or, as I say, does a deal, gives me a car and favorable rates. For what? Yeah. Because what, what is the quid pro quo? Where is yes. the corruption? Exchange. Where's the exchange? Yeah. Granted. Okay. <clears throat> Finally, about this thing. <clears throat> you see, my misgiving about this is it characterizes the EFF a certain way. Uh-huh. This is not the first of such uh-huh. a kind. But that's the intention. Yeah. Granted, is the intention. Uh-huh. But having said that, for instance, 10 years ago when President Malema was in the ANC Youth League, this thing seemed to visit him. Aha. That's what it's all about, by the way. It it seemed to visit him. This allegation, this cloud, call it what you will, it visited him. It visits him internally now, early on in the administration of the EFF, as Mm. now a a public body in the true sense because they are in parliament. Mm -hmm. And now very recently leading Mm. towards this election. And I understand it's silly season, so Mm. silly things are going to be there. But the theme is consistent mm-hmm. and the targeted individual is consistent. Yeah. In a line or two, what do mm. you attribute that to? Because it is now, there's definitely smoke. Yeah. I don't, is, is that fire or too many cigarettes? No, it's too many cigarettes. Let me tell you what. Actually, you've hit the nail on the head. The reason why this accusation follows is because of the ANC, the accusations about Limpopo and so on. So if anyone wants to bring the EFF down. What do you do? You must bring some old historical... So if you... If someone accused Songhezo of rape 10 years ago, uh, 
what are you going to do next? And every time uh, you, he, he succeeds in doing something, you say, oh, that guy, the alleged rapist. Yeah. And then just because it's repeated 20 times doesn't make it uh, authentic. Each time we're going to have to inspect it because uh, people, you know, there's the saying that if you repeat a lie often enough, it, it, becomes, it, the truth, it, it yeah. becomes the truth. Yeah, That's fine. That's politics. We accept that. We're not crybabies. People can uh, m- m- must must do this, but wha- all we are pleading for with uh, our people is that don't be fooled so easily by smokes and mirrors. L- listen, ask yourself questions. Okay, wait, all right. So it's Brian Shubambo. Okay, how does it now jump to Floyd? No, yeah. Kulo, you've dealt with the issue. Thank you. We're going to have to take a quick ad break before we respond to offenses question. Trust me, my brother, I've got you covered. Across South Africa, online and on radio. SAFM, let's talk. Call Songhezo now. 0891-104-207. We literally have five minutes left with Advocate Dalim Bofu, and he hasn't forgotten to respond to offenses question. We're going to go to two voice notes very briefly before I go to Lisa in Bromley, Johannesburg. Pavelo, please let the Umpofu answer the question that have been asked by the three opening guys, please. Hi, SAFM. I would like to greet you guys. Uh, I am an EFF supporter, a strong EFF supporter. I will vote for EFF again uh, this, this election, but I disagree with the foreign guys, foreign people from outside the, uh, South Africa with their stance that they are also, uh, they never steal jobs. We, I just really disagree with them because we are unhappy here in the grounds. These guys, whatever they do on the floor here on the ground, it's not good for us. It's good for them because they are there on the top. But I really disagree with them on the foreigners. Uh, that's my take. Uh, a guy from Deben. Lisa in Bromley, Joburg. Good evening, Lisa. Hello. Um, um, I just want to ask a question to Dali Ombofa, right? Is that um, I was listening to the EFF Mini Foster launch, and then everything just sounded like they're going to give free education, free education, free everything. And with our economy, how would they do that? Because... Now I feel like they're just giving people more false hope, you understand? Because we're sick and tired of hearing that. Thanks. And then with these um, foreign nationals and everything, we know that up until the DA started speaking about securing borders and all that, and now all the political parties now, they sound like they're copying and pasting the, the DA manifesto. Why is that so? Thank you so much, Lisa and Johannesburg. Advocate Mbofu, let's go back to initially, <coughs> before we forget completely about it, the oh. political education and the violence yeah. that U Offense referred to. And I think that's oh. a fair point. Oh. Especially when you are a militant revolutionary organization, people may quickly misinterpret that message. Okay. Or are they even misinterpreting oh. well, it? Well, it could very well be the message they're getting yeah. from the leadership. Thank you very much. No, again, I think you, you've answered the question because there's a difference between militancy and radical politics, which is what we stand for, and violence, you know? And that's what people don't get that subtle uh, difference. The EFF cannot be described as a violent party. The, the, pe- the only people who must be threatened by our message are those who hate equality, 
who hate uh, the fact that uh, people, black people must also have land. Uh, that black people must also enjoy part of this um, of the minerals of this country. Where is the violence in that? All the achievements we have made, we have either made by arguing in parliament. Why would we waste our time sitting in parliament uh, and and moving motions and all that, going to court to say Zuma must pay the money, uh, the the public protector's report must be uh, given. If we believed in violence, we should just take up guns and go to Pretoria and, and that's it. Where no. will you get them? Well, we don't want, we don't care. We don't want the, those guns because we, we are all about democracy. The irony of this question is the following. If you said to somebody, uh, which is the most violent party in South Africa? The most violent party in South Africa by a million uh, times is the ANC. Is how many... About 30 people, members of the ANC, have been killed in the past uh, two years by other members of the ANC. Killed, dead, gone. Is there a single member of the EFF who was killed by um, uh, the EFF? No. But you're not and in government. No, no, no. no it's not, not about No, no. That, that's, that's a no, completely well, irrelevant thing. The question is, me, are let, we violent? Not whether we're in government or not. Let me articulate yeah. it. Yeah. Advocate Morani writes a report about yeah. political killing, specifically in the KZN. Yeah. A lot of what he says, particularly in terms of the findings, is that the low-hanging fruit that it is to become a ward councillor mm. allows you access to state levers and resources. No, but in, you're in missing the, the point. Okay. I don't care what the cause is. I'm talking about violence. Which party perpetrates violence, kills people, boom, No, I don't dispute what flows. you are saying in terms saying. of the facts. Whether it's done because you, I want a hair or I want a ward councillor, that's Italy. irrelevant. Yeah. It's not a challenge that is currently facing yeah. the EFF simply because they are not where the ANC is. And therefore, are we violent or are we not violent? That's not the issue. I don't, I don't care what the, 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 the ramifications, the, the specifics are. I'm saying a party that has exhibited violence in this country is 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 the for for whatever reason okay the EFF in parliament we get beaten up people there are one of the of our members was um, uh, pregnant and she had a miscarriage another one a woman was her nose was broken that violence meted out against the the EFF and another and, one of uh, your members slapped one of the security personnel exactly. in parliament now compare that yeah slap and a broken I nose mean, and a miscarriage. It's violence. Yeah. No, no, it might be. But th what I'm saying is that if you're talking about levels of violence, are you going to compare a slap? So why? Because it's a foreign white nationals. person. 30 seconds. Foreign nationals. Foreign nationals. Position of the EFF. Well, we have said our position on foreign nationals, we understand where our people are coming from. But we, we will never support the Afrophobia that is practiced here because it's not even xenophobia, it's actual Afrophobia because it's only directed at, at Africans. We will never support that. We are on record as saying Who's failure is that? It's, it's, it's the current system okay. and we are saying that we have said that if you don't like the EFF because we support other Africans, don't vote for us. If that is your reason please keep your vote, your Afrophobic vote to yourself. We will never support that nonsense. Budali, Linda Jona, thank you so much for joining us. That's the EFF. Okay. Advocate Dalimbofu, chairperson, and who is now about to hang up his cloak as a judicial man and head off to Parliament and expect some more fireworks in that regard. It's 21 Hours. It's news with Greg Close.